0: Three, two, one.
1: You're supposed to let it be silent. When? For five seconds. Oh my gosh. And then you clap.
0: Are you ready now? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be your host today, along with my best friend, Emma. And today, we're continuing a conversation as part of our February month of love conversations. I'll let Emma kind of take it away and explain the purpose of this episode.
0: The whole purpose of this episode is to spill the tea on what is going on with Chris's love life. I know inquiring minds want to know, do he got a man? Do he got somebody in his life? We're going to figure that out today. But before we get started, because it is the tea with crema, Chris, what are you drinking today?
1: Today, I have a nice peppermint hot chocolate from target you know i changed it up because i just survived snowpocalypse texas 2021 and i will say i do not recommend target brand hot chocolate this is my first time trying it so at target please reach out so we can talk about how to improve your hot chocolate because this ain't it
0: I'm currently drinking a water bottle because I am still currently in the snowmageddon. I don't have any water because our pipes are frozen. So your girl just doesn't have any hot water to heat to make tea. It'd be like that. We out here making it work in a snowmageddon slash pandemic. Jumping right into it, I think that it is important for us to kind of discuss with Chris, like, what do you want to get out of this episode? And you can even explain your feelings towards this episode if you're like not keen on it. Like, how do you feel?
1: So I didn't want to do this episode at all. This is, I feel like it's Emma's brainchild, but there are so many other people in the background who are like, yeah, go for it. Talk about it. Let's let's do it. And so I felt like there was a lot of peer pressure to do this episode and it's fine. You know, it is what it is. We'll have the conversation. We'll learn some things. And my compromise was the episode that we had with Isaac. So I genuinely can't say that I necessarily have any goals for this episode. I am just here to participate and answer questions honestly.
0: He's just here so he don't get whined. That's really what he's saying. So <laughs> speaking about that pressure, you're talking about how like. Yes, this is my brainchild, but this is not just, like, a culmination of me. It's, like, me, your mom, your coworkers, your friends. So, like, how does that pressure to date, how does that make you feel? And why do you think that there's so much pressure from everyone? So, like, two questions.
1: I think it's because I'm 26 and have not been in a sustained, serious relationship. So I would imagine people are just getting to that point where they're like, okay, great. When are you going to settle down? I think it's just like a natural a natural part of the conversations that people are having. My siblings both have been in relationships. They have children from said relationships. So for me being the oldest, but to not also have those experiences just has people kind of wondering, all right, when is it your turn? So I think that's most of what it stems from. And then Also just people being curious and concerned.
0: I think like concerned, like you're 26, you're still young, you know, it's not like you're 100 years old, and they're not in a relationship. Like, I feel like there needs to be a conversation about normalizing, being single and like living your life the way that you're living it, you know, like you're so young. So like, is there a reason why you haven't gotten into a relationship yet? Is it like career? Or you're just... You know, waiting for the right person. Like, what is that?
1: So I've hinted at it before. I think it was the one of the rapid fire questions from the end of an episode about what is one of the things that you dislike the most about yourself? And I said that I don't trust easily. So I would say that's probably the biggest barrier. A relationship, I think, is built on that ability to build trust. And since I'm someone who does not trust easily, it's hard for me to engage with people on that level because I have ideas about what relationships are and should be and seeing other people in those relationships have informed those ideas and ideals and so i think i struggle with the starting stages of relationships and dating and getting to know people because i just want to be at the part where we trust each other and have access to all the things and just like have these intense conversations but you can't you can't just jump to that point you have to build up to it and i'm not great at the build-up
0: so future chris's partner you just got to be ready for the intensity, just like off the bat, zero to a hundred. Like, cool. You like me? I like you. Let's talk about climate change really quick <laughs> and have those deep philosophical questions and conversations ready. Okay. So cool. Trust maybe is a, you know, sometimes becomes a non-starter, but like, what are, what are some beliefs and like values that you believe that your ideal partner should have?
1: Uh, what's, oh, what a question. Is that loaded? No, I just have to think about it. Because I've thought about it before, but I don't know if I have an answer.
0: I mean, do they need to be honest? I think that's a good one. (laughs) Trustworthy? These are good values and beliefs I think everyone should have.
1: I was like, yeah, those are general things that, like, as a standard, you know, you should not be a sketchy person, like...
0: Non-toxic.
1: I mean, I guess there are certain things that, like, I value more than average, I would say, I guess. And so I know timeliness is a big one. That's a major thing for me. Honoring commitments is a pretty massive thing. I I definitely think there's like a a balance. And I think my thing is, I'm at a point where I'm going to present the things that I do, the things that I like, and then having to find someone who has a healthy balance of mutual interests, but also some things that are not the exact same. Because A... I don't need to date a copy of myself, and I think it's a healthy way for us to still be able to have space of, I really enjoy this thing. I'm going to go do it with myself or with my friends, and that doesn't mean that like we're not in a good space. Sometimes I just need to not be around you, and that is something that I have to navigate. So someone who's comfortable with figuring out how to navigate the right amount of space and time together, because I'm not... I'm not that person that has to be around you all the time. It's nice to, like, check in to see how things are going. But to also know that, like, hey, I'm going to dinner with my friends. I will see you when we get back. And, like, that's that's it. There's no drama around it. Unless, of course, there's, like, prior engagements. And then you're just blowing off or I'm just blowing off said engagements. That's a different type of conversation. Again, that reliability from the beginning.
0: So, again, to Chris's future partner, timeliness and keeping your commitments i know that those are such important things to chris you know i'm just dropping you know nuggets of knowledge here if anyone wants to date chris like this is it y'all okay are there any deal breakers
1: yeah if you smell bad
0: Ooh, but you i know can, it's
1: really it's, shallow you can, can you though
0: because
1: uh, i feel like to a certain extent like some <laughs> sometimes you smell bad out of like habits and choices
0: but what if they could fix their smell? What if they can but, work on fixing their... I guess if they're, like, you know, your age, they're, like, 26, 27 years old, and they still smell bad. Like, that's another larger conversation that needs to be had. Okay, I mean, that's a good deal-breaker. Are you, like, against dating a smoker? Or, like, against dating someone who has some vises? Like-
1: I don't think I could date a smoker. Mostly because, like, that smell... permeates everything. Like my dad was a smoker growing up and it would be, like my mom was super strict about it So he could not smoke in the car. He could not smoke in the house. He could only smoke outside. But still knowing that even in those like limited spaces that he could smoke, it still permeated like your clothes. And just so I would highly prefer not to date a smoker. I would say I know oftentimes people ask about like drinking. I wouldn't say like I have a problem with someone who is a casual drinker because I drink every now and then. I will also go long periods of time without drinking. So I would say like a person who does drink, is fine. Also, if you don't drink and you're not like a judgy non-drinker, like, "Mm, I don't drink. Why are you drinking at all? Okay, I want a glass of wine. Like, it is what it is. I want to go to a restaurant and get a cocktail. Like, why are you judging me? Leave me alone. So a casual, fun drinker, I think would be. I don't know if that's the right terminology. An occasional. There we go. Occasional. An
0: occasional one. So if on Mm -hmm. your doctor's forums, when they put drinking and you put one to two times monthly, you're in the zone. Okay, so are the opinions of your loved ones important when choosing a partner? Or is this really just like a you and your partner type of thing?
1: I would love to say no, they're not important at all. But yeah, I think so. And it's definitely a question that I've had in the back of my mind where I consider a person. And then I think, hmm, what would my family think if I showed up to theoretically like thanksgiving with this person or on a trip to austin like what would they think What would be their interpretations not necessarily because i need them to accept said person but i do care about what other people think i also think genuinely that the people that are close to me are truly looking out for me so if they're not vibing with a person again they don't have to be best friends with everyone in my family i'm not always best friends with everyone in my family but I still think that those people give feedback and say things with the best of intentions. So I would, I consider what they say, not necessarily as a deal breaker, but it is a true consideration because if they're looking out for me, they mean, well, it's fine. But also like at a certain point, if I've committed to this person, like, I need you to just stop being so annoying about it if they, you don't get along with them. This can't be a rom-com where we have like family drama at the wedding because now you have all of these unspoken feelings that you feel like need to come out. I promise you I will kick you out of my wedding. I don't care who you are. Vocalize it before the wedding or leave. I'm not playing with you.
0: We used to always joke around that whoever Chris's future partner is has to get along with Isaac because then they can do their thing and like Chris and I can still do our thing so also if you get along with isaac bonus points but isaac gets along with everyone so i feel like that's not a really good gauge of will this person be a good partner or not okay let's get into like the nitty-gritty now what does your potential dating timeline look like do you even have one?
1: First of all i thought we were already in the nitty-gritty i felt grilled from the jump but as for a timeline no i don't have one at all not even set up not a contemplation it is what it is. If it happens, it happens. If it don't right now, it don't right now.
0: Cool. And what are your dating goals for the future?
1: Theoretically, I think having a partner to do important things in life with. Just because I consider how much easier certain things are when you have another person to rely on, to depend on. And it's a. I know it's a mutual thing, obviously. So being able to support that other person as well but i think there are a lot of mental emotional benefits to having a person that you have to rely on and depend on for all of the things that are going to happen later in life so could i handle them by myself probably it might take a little longer it might be a little bit more difficult so i think it would it's nicer to just have that person to lean on to talk to to depend on in those instances
0: what dating apps do you like and what dating apps do you dislike if you are currently on any of the apps
1: well my co-workers marley and christy put me on hinge
0: shout out to marley and christy
1: <laughs> i really think it no i don't know if it was my birthday but it was around october or so last year and we were just at a restaurant Not last
0: year the year before that
1: the year be- oh i guess pre I'm thinking like last school year kind of thing, but like, yes. So like 2019, yes, we were at a restaurant in Fort Worth and they were asking all these questions and Marley was like, oh, I know this app that you could try. And she downloaded, took my phone, downloaded Hinge, got me a whole profile, chose all the pictures, started answering the questions. But granted, she was typing in my answers to said questions that she was not answering the questions on my behalf. So that would be like the only dating app that I'm on and I don't really like it because Mostly because it just keeps suggesting all these people from Dallas and I don't live in Dallas.
0: Okay, so at Hinge, do better. Do you feel like these apps do a good job of catering to their LGBTQIAS2 plus communities?
1: I just, I genuinely don't know. I don't know if Hinge has a lot of people from that community that are on it actively. So it is hard to know if the lack of availability in Fort Worth is just because like the community is not there. I, I don't know much about Fort Worth in that regard. That background, that information. So I don't know if that's part of the problem or if it is because yes, there are some apps that are genuinely just not really great at fulfilling the needs of that community. And then that community itself tends to be a little exclusive and annoying in that it's very catered to individuals that fit a very specific demographic. And I check none of the boxes of said demographic. And so that also can be an added difficulty when dating in the community.
0: Thank you. I think we need a separate episode based on just your experience and all of the things that go along with being a part of the community or like feeling excluded from the community. And then there's a whole bunch of things that go along with it that I think a lot of people don't realize. because Just because you know somebody who is... LGBTQ, and then try to set them up with somebody else who's LGBTQ, doesn't mean that they'll always get together, you know? Like, you can't just do that, which I learned. It's a learning process. I would tell Chris all the time, oh my gosh, I have a friend. Oh my gosh, I have a cousin. He's like, that's not how this works. I get it now. (laughs) So did like a lot of research into like these matchmaking questions and questions that matchmakers are currently asking in this like pandemic. And I know that that's been kind of difficult to start dating. Do you have any thoughts about dating during the pandemic? Was that even on your mind at all? At any point while we were in quarantine and all that stuff?
1: I think it was one of those things that we'd set up we had talked about all these things that we were gonna try so like going out and joining a sports league and like being more social and all this other stuff and so like dating was going to be on that list of things that I like tried to prioritize and do better at and then the pandemic happened and I very quickly like latched onto that reason I was like oh it's not gonna happen right now because people have talked about zoom dates and I don't know, all this other stuff. And I'm already, I'm just awkward enough in the beginning. I don't need to like make it more awkward by like trying to talk through a computer and then getting easily distracted by other things. So I just said, nah, I'm going to table this for later. And I will be more diligent about it when, you know, it's a little easier to actually do in a way that is safe and responsible and all those other questions and things no it's <laughs> <laughs> not for me
0: okay so going back to what i was saying about the matchmakers and everything i researched a bunch of matchmaking tips and tricks and looked up the top matchmakers in the country and they came together and compiled a list of 48 questions I'm obviously not going to ask you 48 questions, although I think it would be highly entertaining. So if y'all would like like a part two with all the questions, just like let us know. I found eight that I thought were really interesting. Matchmaker, matchmaker, that is I. I'm the matchmaker and I'm so excited. So first of all, drum roll, matchmaker quiz. First question. If you're sitting next to someone on an airplane and they fall asleep, but you have to use the bathroom, do you wake them up so you can go past them or do you shimmy around them?
1: I shimmy around them. I've done this before. I think it's true. <laughs> it's a true experience. I don't like talking to people, so I'm definitely going to get around them without talking to them as much as possible, or I'll just wait until the end of the flight if the flight is short enough.
0: That's how you get a UTI. Don't be holding it, y'all. Go use the bathroom if you have to use the bathroom. <laughs> I can just see Chris like getting up and like, uh, no, uh. <laughs> do I really have to go? <laughs> can I just okay. wait? So Chris is a shimir. I just like don't have to use the bathroom on flights now that I think about it. So
1: yeah, because you sleep the whole time.
0: I see nothing wrong with that. Anyway, <laughs> next question. Do you have any superstitions?
1: Like the don't split the pole or the cats, the black cats and things like that.
0: Anything. Like some people consider that to be superstitions. Yeah. Like, Isaac has this superstition that you can't, um, it's a Psalm one, you don't brush your hair at night, because then there's this lady that'll come and chop off your head. It's so,
1: like, a superstition like that is so unreasonable. (laughs) Like You
0: don't know, you don't know what be happening on the islands.
1: (laughs) This lady's gonna come cut off your head because you brush your hair at night. I don't have any superstitions, but I will, I would say, like, I'm flexible in that if someone else has superstitions, like, I will not... Go against their superstitions and, like, make them feel uncomfortable about them. So, like, my kids will yell all the time, oh, don't split the pole. Fine, we will walk on the same side of this pole if it bothers y'all so much. Like, I just... Small stuff like that, it just doesn't bother me. So, like, I don't have any superstitions, no. But I will address other people's superstitions. Again, so long as they're not outrageously inconvenient.
0: What happens if you split the pole? I don't know.
1: It's like a... It's a bad luck thing. But it's also not just... It's not just my students. Other adults that I've been around have also said the same thing.
0: Next one. What was your favorite childhood meal? Cereal. I, Do you have a type of cereal that you Um
1: cooked? Fruity Pebbles. Except we didn't have Fruity Pebbles. We didn't. Like, we were poor. So we got the off-brand version of them. But...
0: The 2D the D, You know.
1: <laughs> you know though I, I forgot what they were called. But yeah, like, they're, they're little colorful pieces of cereal. Those ones. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite. I
0: don't know. Sometimes the store brand be on point. The only store brand cereal that I dislike and hate to this day is store brand Cheerios. I don't know what Cheerios does, but store brand does not do it well. The Frosted Flakes is pretty good in both Kellogg's version and Smart and Final version. (laughs) See, I thought you were going to say like your mom's like meatloaf or your mom's spaghetti was like your favorite. I was... Okay, so cereal. That was Chris's favorite Like, my mom
1: knows how to cook really well, yes. But, like, also I learned how to cook myself at a very young age. So, also I don't like meatloaf.
0: I love meatloaf. Oh, it's my favorite. Anyway, okay. What do you irrationally hate?
1: The scent, orange, things that are banana-flavored, but, like, not bananas. I like bananas, but, like, banana-flavored things Most pineapple flavored things are also not very good. The flavor doesn't translate really well. Other things that I irrationally hate.
0: Like what just grinds your gears? I don't,
1: because there's a lot of things that just like really aggravate me. So many small things. I'm just like, why did you do that? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like when people are like late and even like the, the small little, little bitty lates of like, oh, I'm just like one or two minutes late. Because it sets up a whole domino effect, so I get really aggravated when people are, like, even the smallest bit late. And I know, because I have 8 million alarms throughout the day, so I'm on time to everything that I do throughout the day. So it's always around being late. That's my take on it. Small things that... There's a lot of small things that just kind of get on my nerves. I'll have to ask my sister and my brother. I feel like they would know them better than I do.
0: I was like, for sure the lateness thing. I was like, that's something that i'm just like chronically late and not even like a good kind of late i'm just late all the time so chris has had to work with that and had to realize that that was not going to be a deal breaker in our relationship because i just i really try y'all i really do that's the problem i also have eight million alarm set and i'm still like late to everything um and that's not an excuse i also think that time is a social construct created by the man so this is me decolonizing time just kidding but not really. I'm trying to think of, no, I really feel like, oh my goodness. See, there goes, there goes an mm-hmm. alarm.
1: It's okay. I turned my phone off this time. So even if someone called, we wouldn't hear it.
0: I agree with the lateness thing. I think that's, that's something that really annoys him. And I honestly, like the things that I've seen that have annoyed you is lateness and then people breaking their ti- their commitments. Like you'll have like a time or like people who are indecisive about their Their plans, Like, oh, let's go out to dinner. And then they cannot come to a consensus about, like, when said dinner is happening. So you kind of just, like, do your own thing around it.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, it's not so much that you're indecisive. I just really don't like people that are indecisive. And then you make the decision. And then they don't like your decision. So it's like, no, wait. I, mm mm-mm. No. I asked you what you wanted. You said, "Mm, I don't care. So then I came up with something. And now you don't want that thing? Oh, my God.
0: Okay, we're going to move away from this question. Because then people are going to think that.
1: (laughs) I'm just angry all the time. All these things. (laughs)
0: So, he's really not, he's really a pleasant person, y'all. <laughs> okay, next question. What is your ideal day?
1: So, an ideal day at home would just be kind of how I just spent the week. So, like waking up, reading what I want to, if I want to do some work, getting some work done, catching up on any shows that I might want to watch, catching up on any video games that I've been playing. But, like a super, super ideal day, and I guess this is borderline like vacation type day is going to the beach. Not the beach that Emma tried to kill me at that one time, but, like, any other beach. Any other beach.
0: I did not try to kill him. Chris said that he knew how to swim at a beach, so I took him to the Pacific Ocean because we were in California at the time. And then he gets into the water, and then all of a sudden doesn't know how to swim. And I was like, bro, you said you knew how to swim at a beach. Apparently, the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean are two different types of oceans. I don't know. I don't ever think I've been to the Atlantic Ocean. So I can't. Also, I grew up in Hawaii. So like, we just knew how to swim at the beach. (laughs) So I think I assume when people say like, I can swim at a beach, they mean all types of currents at the beach too. We also like happened to go during high tide so that's like you know notoriously a little bit more difficult to swim at so i will take the blame on that one did you die though
1: no because i'm because i can swim
0: he got out immediately and was like this is not it this sucks and then of course isaac comes in you know and saves the day the next day and takes us to a much better beach I roll anyway
1: (laughs) see that's why it makes it seem like you were trying to kill me
0: we interrupt your regularly scheduled tea with Grandma to bring you an Isaac break. Okay, I'm recording. <laughs> He's telling me a story. He's characterizing
1: <laughs> A whole story.
0: Wow. No, not right now. No, I'm good. Babe, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So good. Would you like to say hi to everyone while you're here? Hi, hey, everybody. Wow. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You stay doing this. Okay, next question. Do you have a question you'd like to ask in a matchmaker quiz? Like, what is a question that you would know, like, oh, this person is the one for me, if you ask them? Uh, I don't know. I gotta it. Never mind. Not helpful. What
1: about a question in his search for a potential new best friend?
0: Like, you're just looking for a good friend. What was something that you would ask them to, like, know, like, oh, like, this person could be, like, a good friend to me. It just happened. See, he just said they just happened, and it's because Isaac is such a nice guy. <laughs> I'm telling you! Like, what is something that you're like, oh, dude, like, this is it? Like, we on the same level, wavelength, there. I think it's like, I gotta talk to people, and just start spouting. Like that. <laughs> I think Isaac would ask him, like, do you believe in conspiracy theories? Okay, oh so, so it's not conversations I have with people. <laughs> These are just private thoughts you keep in your head? <laughs> yeah, dude. You can talk like that to people. People think you're crazy. But I know the sure. truth. <laughs> I've seen the truth. I know what's really happening out there. Okay, close the door. Oh my goodness, just wasted five minutes of my time. Now I'm going to edit that whole bit out. Okay.
1: You might as well just put it at the beginning again. I know
0: the truth. Can you pick up lunch?
1: Taco Bell. Ew.
0: Taco Bell. I have another episode to record after this. Take my wallet. (laughs)
1: See, I want to get to this part where like, okay, here, just take my wallet. Go pick us something up. Ugh, I don't want to like, oh, here, take my wallet. And then I come back and there's no more money in the account. like that. <laughs> just,
0: you went from like not trusting to too trusting. Like it was too, there was no middle ground. You just zero to Exactly.
1: One. No, not what I'm trying to deal with.
0: Okay. Sorry, everyone. I'm going to edit that whole thing out. So let me start again. So no,
1: now you have to keep the wallet thing in there for an example of what I was talking about.
0: Is there something that you've dreamt of doing for a long time?
1: Yeah, going to Brazil.
0: Why haven't you done it?
1: Because I don't have a passport and it's expensive. And then the world decided to close down.
0: I don't know what I was expecting to get out of the answer, except I knew that. Okay, awesome. Next, if you could have front row seats to any concert, who would you like to see?
1: Man, if you had asked me a few years ago, I would have known. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, it's Lady Gaga for sure. But in my current life, I don't know. Oh, you know who I'd go see? I do know. I don't know why I lied. I'd go see Bad Bunny.
0: I was like, (laughs) Like, Bad Bunny, baby.
1: (laughs) I'd go see Bad Bunny. And if he was unavailable, I'd go see Kane Brown and be fine.
0: At Bad Bunny, you have a huge fan over here. Anyway, um, <laughs> Kane Brown, I don't really know any of his songs. Like, I know his songs, so I hear it, but I don't know any of them offhand. But at Kane Brown, yeah, you're pretty cool too, dude. One multiracial person to another. We see you. We out here. We making it work in the country world. If you could be brilliant at any subject, which one would you choose?
1: First of all, I'm already brilliant at like eight subjects. Just kidding. I think it would be, is, like, lang- like, learning languages a study in a practical sense?
0: So, like, learning, like, multiple languages, like, picking up mm-hmm. Portuguese or Spanish or something like that? Mm-hmm. What would be a language that you would hope to be fluent in in the future?
1: 100% Spanish, but, like, also Mandarin. Like, I really want to learn Mandarin. I don't know why, I just want to learn Mandarin. I think also because it's so different from... The languages that i have studied and have experience with so i think it would be that's like my dream language also not very practical i don't know anyone in my life that speaks mandarin so it was like when i learned portuguese just on a whim like <laughs> when i learned french on a whim when i learned latin i don't even know if that was a whim because i knew no one spoke latin at all anywhere so
0: did it help on the sat at least
1: i guess possibly I don't remember taking the SAT. I, like I did take my SAT, everybody, but I don't remember taking. He
0: it. went to UT. He's a fraud. He did not take the UT. He did not take the SAT, y'all. He was just out here. Abby could have had her spot had you not been there, Chris.
1: First of all, <laughs> I took my SAT. I don't remember what the score was because I didn't like the SAT. I prefer the ACT.
0: What is your proudest accomplishment?
1: It would be that my proudest accomplishment. Because I don't want to say, like, graduated from college. That's so cliche.
0: That's I think that's a real-life thing, though, right? First gen. Mm-hmm. Were you first in your family, too?
1: In my immediate family. So, like, of my mom, dad, and siblings. Yes. So, I did that. And then I have a master's degree. And then I'm considering a doctorate. Well, actually, I know I'm going to get a doctorate at some point. I just have to figure out what it's going to be in. So, I mean, yeah. I guess it would be that. I haven't done anything, like, extravagant run a marathon in a record time or anything
0: just run a marathon period
1: you know i'm gonna do it before 2025
0: if you live to be 100 would you rather have a sharp mind or a fit body
1: a sharp mind what good is a fit body if you don't remember who you are
0: i got an eight pack (laughs) though
1: i can run this 5k like
0: but i don't remember where i'm running to or why i'm running (laughs) (laughs)
1: like sir uh what's your name that you registered with I'm not sure. Can you talk to my nurse?
0: Me. I'm the nurse. (laughs) Christopher Smith Wright. He's here.
1: (laughs) You know, because you chose sharp mind. (laughs) No, I would choose sharp mind over fit body.
0: Okay. And last question. I know that that was more than eight questions, but I felt like the conversation needed more. So I asked more. What's one goal that you hope to accomplish by the end of 2021?
1: Well, according to my vision board this year, I am going to be in a better financial position than at the start. So I'm being very, very diligent in that. And I'm going to be in a better physical space. So I'm working out and doing stuff like that. I'm on month two of doing better. And what else am I doing in the year 2021? Um, Really making Decisions for career moves. So reflecting and considering what the next steps are going to be and starting to make those steps and preparations for that. So I would say by the end of 2021, I need to be making significant progress in all of those areas. I don't know if I have like a big, this isn't really my big final goal year. For me, this is a big progress year. So I'm going to be making a lot of steps towards future big goals this year
0: and that was the end of our matchmaker quiz so thank you for participating see it wasn't that painless i feel like that was like the less nitty-gritty
1: yeah those were easy questions it was all those other ones at the beginning i was like oh my god someone's gonna i
0: didn't know if i had to ease you into it or if i just had to like attack and then Bring me back.
1: I was like, we probably should have just started with the matchmaker questions.
0: <laughs> and as usual, how we always close every single episode, we end it with a rapid fire question. So, Christopher, what is your rapid fire question for today?
1: Oh man, I had to answer all these questions and now I got to ask a question. Mm-hmm. All right. So, my question is what is one trait that you have that would make you a terrible boss?
0: My timeliness. I'm not on time to anything. I really (laughs) try. I'm not. Yeah, I think that would be it. What about you?
1: It would be the opposite, like the literal opposite, but like to the extreme of like.
0: You're too prompt?
1: Too prompt and expect that of other people. And so then getting very frustrated and annoyed when people are not meeting that expectation. And then having to figure out how to reconcile those differences. So I think that would be my terrible boss moment.
0: Bad bosses. Okay, my question is because, and some background, is that Chris sent me an article earlier this week talking about how Citibank lost a lawsuit because they had accidentally sent Revlon um, stakeholders $500 million. And so he had sent this back, and then Citibank was like, okay, we need that money back, but the Revlon stakeholders are like, no, you made like a clerical error. We're not sending this back. I'm sure that there's more to it. This is also just like what we read from the article. So my question to you is, if Citibank dropped $500 million in your bank account, first question, are you returning it? And second question, what are you buying if you're not returning it?
1: No, I'm definitely not returning it. Again, this is Citibank here. I'm not stealing from like a mom and pop shop. Like, nope, it's Citibank, big old corporation. They'll be okay. Um, And if I had $500 million to spend... I would definitely use it to jumpstart my tiny home community. So not just my tiny home, it'd be a community. Maybe a suburb even, like a whole city. So that's what I would use it to do. It'd be the seed money for my dreams.
0: Yes, period. If Citibank dropped it in my account, I would not return it as well. But if they're like, you only got a day to spend it, I'd be like, I'll would be i spend as much as I can. I would first buy a huge plot of land and um, buy some houses on it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not what I would first do. I would actually forgive all of my family's loan, like, from student loans and all that stuff. So, even then, like, even if I, like, forgave that, I'd still have 499,000... No, 499 million and a lot of money left i would have a lot of money left over so i would definitely forgive all of like even like my close friends i'd forgive all y'all's student debt so become my friend now
1: (laughs) (laughs) for that clerical error
0: for that clerical error um and then sorry after that then i would buy a house like a nice house in Mm -hmm. california and in texas
1: oh oh my gosh she said Two houses.
0: In Hawaii. Every single place that I've lived, I would buy a house so I would have some place to stay. Because that's literally like takes up the bulk of your you know, when you go on vacation is lodging. So
1: mm-hmm. and first of all, them California Hawaii houses are gonna cost you a Exactly.
0: Woo! And I can and then, still like spend money. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I might put it aside for the taxes.
0: True. True, true, true. Put it
1: in a put it in an account so that you could collect enough money to pay the taxes every year on those properties.
0: Right okay but that's what i would do so anyway the tldr version of this episode the too long didn't read version of this episode was that chris is not currently looking for someone but if someone were to you know pop into his life he's not against it and also that person needs to be timely and not uh, sketchy on their plans so if they make plans they have to keep those commitments so i think that those are the two takeaways from this episode um chris do you feel like you have any takeaways from this episode
1: i learned what tldr was just now (laughs) did not know that that's what that meant this whole time
0: oh wait don't you like read reddit
1: not very well oh also twitter's not very like you don't need to put tldr it's, Everything it's, is. A, like, it's super short. So now I learned what TLDR meant.
0: I'm glad. Even though we were talking about his dating life and relationship status this entire time. So yes.
1: All right, Emma. Well, where can people find the podcast?
0: You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the tea with crema. And you can also find us on anywhere that streams podcasts, such as Apple podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye. Da-da-da-da. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs>